0: Season two is all about rising from greatness to greatness, more on top of more on top of more. It's where we tap into everything your woman desires, the money, the sex, the wealth, the power, the pussy desires. Start here and then come join us for season two. We're waiting.
1: We life together, work together, play together, and somehow we ended up here. With a community of thousands of badass, beautiful women who want more from life than staying surface level. Welcome to the Spiritual Smackdown Podcast. This is
0: for the wild woman ready to rise. The woman ready to up-level her game in soul-driven business and elevate to the next level of her being.
1: This podcast is going to connect you with women who are out in the world having a massive impact. This podcast is going to call on your truth. This podcast is going to initiate massive breakthroughs in your life and business to bust through the limits that are keeping you stuck exactly where you are right now.
0: We're going deeper than surface level. We're going to the depths of healing to trigger your revolution.
1: We're tapping into the struggles of growing and operating six-figure businesses, being totally broke, and then rising to riches.
0: We're diving into the spiritual growth, getting clear on what you want, learning how to ask for it, owning your worth, gaining confidence, and becoming a total queen of pleasure to raise your vibe and magnetize your reality.
1: We're teaching you how to get strategically aligned in your business and challenging you to strip your business of all the weighted shoulds.
0: And then we're going to watch your bank account start growing with more ease than ever
1: before. So welcome to this space, a space for you to finally understand and celebrate that where you are right now is the perfect place to rise. So go ahead and hit
0: subscribe on iTunes, fill your cup with coffee or wine, and come get real with us as we spit our truth and get ready to rise. hello wild women this is the final episode of the spiritual smackdown podcast this chapter this season is coming to a close but make sure you guys subscribe here because when the new podcast is unveiled it's gonna be right here in this same place so if you are subscribed you'll get notified right away when the first episode is up it is coming so so soon So to wrap this up, we really wanted to like take a moment to take a moment to thank you guys for being on this journey with us, to take a time to dive deep and and look back at how far we've come, all of us together, all of us as women rising, the conversations we've had last week, we dove into the highlights from episodes with Rob and I, and this week we wanted to bring you some of our most favorite conversations with some of our favorite humans, our favorite guests. So today's episode is the highlight reel of all of our guest episodes. As you dive in, you'll notice we're pulling at the highlights, so you're not going to know who we are speaking to, so I'm going to give you a little rundown. So as you're going through, if you want to tap in, if you want to know more, if you want to dive deeper, if you want to find them on the socials, you know who we're speaking to, you know what episodes we've pulled from, you can go back and listen to those episodes within the Spiritual Smackdown podcast. Here we go. So first up, we have Brooklyn Vianu. Oh, This conversation was wildly incredible. We dove into shadow work and her message, her message is so strong for you guys. And what she knows to be true inside is that you are fucking made for this. So make sure if you haven't listened to that episode. You go back and take a listen. And then up next, our incredible coach, Melanie Ann Layer everything that comes out of Melanie's mouth is usually pretty much gold. So this is one of our favorite parts of the conversation with her when we were talking about defeating our own negative voices. And this whole episode was about desire activating the universe. Oh, and then we go back, we go back to the beginning of time. One of our very first interviews was our soul sister, Lori Harder. We met Lori the first time Rob and I were in Costa Rica together. We had a week at Goddess House where we just dove into all things spirit. And for this conversation with Lori, we were talking about miracles in unexpected places. And we also dove into the topic of compartmentalization. It's a goody, you guys. Oh my gosh. As I'm like remembering all these episodes, I'm getting like all giddy inside. I'm so excited for you guys to dive in and remember these, these parts, these snippets, these, and to go back and visit these episodes. Amy, Elizabeth, you guys, Amy and Rob and I have been on an incredible journey of growth over the past few years. Amy started off as our client. I dove in and learned human design from her. So I was her client. We've been in a mastermind together. We have just been on this incredible journey of growth. And what we dive into with Amy in this episode is really all about your own personal alignment and the truth and the knowing and the understanding that alignment is a choice. And we're wrapping it up with two more of our mastermind sisters, Jana Kingsford. Oh, you guys, this episode, if you want to like feel life, she is just on fire. And we dove into losing yourself in the moment. Another incredible episode. And then we're wrapping it up with Genevieve Rockman, and this is all about unfucking your relationship with money, money magnetism, and embodying freedom. So dive in, you guys, and like I said, make sure you're subscribed to this channel. The new podcast is going to be coming at you shortly, same place, you're going to want to be subscribed so you catch the very first episode and the sneak peeks we have coming up. what do the words spiritual smackdown even mean to you? When you hear that term, what comes up for you?
2: Oh, so much comes up for me. I think it's really epic that you've kind of coined this term that I feel is so resonant with so many women because it's just, it's fucking real. And I think that there's this misconception perhaps for women who are starting to travel a path of consciousness that as you awaken and as you kind of return home to your body and start to embody this sense of love and light in your life that all pain and suffering just disappears forever and I think that's wildly inaccurate and I really really love that you have kind of honed in on this concept of giving women permission to feel their shit when they need to feel it and trusting that everything that we experience in the context of darkness and shadow work and pain and and mental emotional spiritual breakdowns or smackdowns as you consider it they all serve as catalysts into our own personal expression and deep self awareness and that has rang true to me in my life since i was a child i have endured several bouts of trauma i have struggled through mental illness in a variety of different ways and i've experienced loss and grief and so much change has come throughout the many periods of my life and i've also recently just experienced probably one of the most challenging things i ever have ever and i feel so strongly about really allowing the vulnerability to pour out of me and the content that I share and the work that I do with my clients, because it, it does create this sense of relatability and sense of reson- resonance in knowing that we're all going through it. We're all here to experience the duality of darkness and light. And when we can really merge those energies rather than living in a space of resistance towards the shit that feels uncomfortable and just coming to a place of acceptance that this is the full expression of what we are here to live and experience, man, we're fucking unstoppable when we're able to access that space. Oh my God. I just love
0: you. (laughs) I was just like, we are four minutes in and I already have the goosebumps.
1: One thing that you said that I loved so much is that the darkness and the shadow is a catalyst And that it propels us towards our greatest self-expression. What a beautiful thing that when we like to visualize going into the shadow, learning more about ourselves and being able to come out the other side as a more fully expressed woman.
2: Yeah, that is absolutely what it is all about. And I feel like there would be so much energetic emotional stagnancy if we didn't allow ourselves to ride the wave and to just attach ourselves to like a place of comfort and safety which is what we do so often because I think these waves of emotion and, and really entering into the shadow can be super unfamiliar and foreign and scary and we can sabotage the capacity that it has to actually transform us so to be able to surrender to that and and really lean into it and let it flow through our bodies and moving the emotion in and through and out and around and within and it's just it's like the greatest catalyst for us allowing ourselves and giving ourselves full permission to become who we either have always known deep down is available for us or potentially like even more and and becoming a version of ourselves that we never even imagined possible. I think that just exploring the shadow really really allows you to explore what is possible for your life. And there's been so much fear and avoidance around that. And I think that getting this conversation started and continuing it in the social space is really, really important because it gives permission for all of us to link arms and stand together in this space of vulnerability and just support each other as we rise into the greatest expression of who we are here to be. So let me ask you this, before we dive into your Smackdown um,
1: and you know your experience and what you've been going through and learned, what would you say to the woman who's listening to this right now being like, Oh my God. Yes. Like I'm scared. I don't know where to start. I don't feel comfortable going into the shadow, but I know that I have to, I know that's where I'm going to grow. Like what would your piece of advice be to that woman?
2: I could probably speak for hours to that, but I think like the two words that have been resonating the most with me and all of the clients and the work that I've done is trust yourself, trust. Your damn self. We've built so much disillusioned evidence throughout the course of our lives that we actually aren't able to trust our intuition. And I think it's it really important to create a process and that's unique to everybody, but to really like explore and discover a process that resonates in the body where you can create the spaciousness to go within and and look at the shit that feels incongruent to the way that you want to live and, and to be okay through the process of compassion, acceptance, forgiveness, and knowing that all of that is there for deeper wisdom and it's it's all about trusting that you're actually safe to go there and there's such a somatic physiological physical sensation I think that comes along with knowing how to actually embody and integrate that really strong sense of trust and trust yourself that's it trust yourself
3: When you're discovering the love from a place of spiritual smackdown, it's so easy to be not only letting the spirit smack you down, but also being smacking yourself down and being really mad that you got yourself where you are and actually being so upset with yourself that you're, you're making it worse. So that's kind of where it was for me. There was just so much self-loathing and hatred and disappointment in myself that I was making everything exponentially worse. So this radical self-love self-responsibility moment came, it was just like, I'm gonna have to love this human I was given because she's messing up out of fear that nobody loves her. And I'm starting this crap. Like I've got, I've got to stop this because it all starts with me. This is where I'll often talk about, you know, people are afraid. People won't like me. And I'm like, which people? I'm like, well, people, I'm like which people, the ones in your head. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, okay. You do know the ones in your head don't exist, right? You, you made them up. So technically the people in your
1: head are you. Yes, this conversation with self is so good and like bringing that awareness and, and almost creating this identity for that little voice that's inside your head so that rather than that voice and that conversation being you, now you can disconnect from it, right? And now you can look at that voice and those people and those thoughts that you're making up inside your head and beating yourself up about and actually be like, wait a minute, if I am me and I'm witnessing the things that you're saying, then you can't be me. Those people and those things that you're telling me have to be thoughts that are just like creeping up and then you can disconnect for yourself from those things and actually start to identify with your soul.
3: So that is definitely true what you're saying. What happened for me was the opposite. What I realized is that the voices were me, which means there were no people. right? Like there were no people that didn't love me. Like I made the people up in my head. I made the people up. I made the conversation up. So who are the people? They're me. So it was my projection of my own lack of self-love that was creating the people I thought didn't love me. There was no truth in that. So it all stemmed from a me that didn't love me, that projected on people that didn't exist inside my own mind and created conversations between me and me that I projected as other people in my head to support, to create supportive evidence that I was right when I when I wasn't. So the biggest shift was to say, like, there are no people, this is me. So if I'm the one creating the voices of these hateful people, then I need to freaking love myself because these voices aren't going away if I'm the one inventing them. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yes. And do you remember because I, you know, I'm imagining this Melanie who went through this spiritual smackdown pretty quickly. And this is why I asked the timeline, because so many people go through these spiritual smackdowns and Some people's SmackDowns are like 15 years long and some people's are like three months, you know? And the epicness and the huge scale of the things that can happen in a millisecond, that SmackDown can just come and like whomp you on the booty in one second. And you're like, whoa, like where did that come from, you know? So after all this time and after all the things that had happened, what was that one second where you were able to realize like, wait a minute, This is just me. Like, I'm just making all this shit up in my head. And like, now is the moment. What gave you the bravery in that moment on that day to say like, wait a minute, nope, this is just me. And I'm, I got to shift this.
3: One moment that really stands out to me is I was really mad at my ex when he moved on. Even though I was the one that broke up with him, he got another girl immediately. After seven years, he got another girl immediately. And I was livid about it. Like it was literally giving me anxiety. I could not believe it. I felt so mad about it. And I felt like when and then he fired me and my life's going down the toilet and his life seems to be going so well and it's not fair. And I remember having this moment, I'm sitting in my car and I literally Googled how to make your ex-boyfriend cry. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> And like the page, the search page that came up was like the first thing at the top was like how to have the relationship you want and something like that. And I literally felt ashamed of myself. I was like, oh, my God. I just Googled how to make someone else cry. And Google was like, we have no one else search for that, you sad, terrible human being. Here's an alternative search. (laughs) And I was just like, oh, my gosh. How am I making this about him still?" Like, how is this not about me trying to be happy? Like, it was about him when I was with him and I was miserable. And now it's going to be about him when I'm not with him and I'm miserable. Like, how much of this is going to be about other people, Melanie?
0: That's where so often we give so much of our power away, right? When we don't recognize that we have that choice, that we get to choose and create our own happiness.
3: One
4: million percent. I'm giving myself permission to not have to show up 1000% me in every area, because to be honest with you, that's not safe to do. Not everyone is trustworthy with your heart. So you have to know that like there's authenticity, but then there's deep authenticity that you will absolutely like, yes, that's me. I'm not, I'm not changing anything. I'm just not going to go so deep with you that you can pull my heart out and smash it because I don't trust you, nor do I know you. So, it's like when I'm online I'm like that's okay if they say those things because they don't actually know me and that's completely fine. So, you know, then you have those deep friends or those circles of women that we got to experience in Costa Rica where it was like, you know, this is a trusting space. I can go really deep here because I know that this is a safe space to be able to be fully me in this arena. And so that's another thing that's like, okay, so when I'm showing up in my business, yeah, I'm not going to go there in if I'm having the worst day ever, I'm a leader in my business. So to my people that I show up for, I have to walk through that doorway and put on my leader hat. I need to be authentic and say, I'm having a really rough day, but I'm not going to unload on them. It's not the place to do it. I've compartmentalized (laughs) and I've been like, Uh, For me, when I hear the word compartmentalize, I wish as human beings, we could actually truly understand this because I think it's one of the most powerful things that we can do is yes, you'll be your authentic self, but truly like if we could compartmentalize, that means you get to close the lid of one container and move into another lid of another container, meaning those feelings are contained and safe for another time. So when I'm having a rough day, it's like, yes, I'm going to show up and be a leader and be authentic. Like, Hey guys, going to be honest. Having a rough day today, I might share why I may not, depending on if it, you know, is something personal or not. But I'm going to be honest there, but I'm not going to go open up that container and unload on them. I will close that container and I will wait until my walk at four o'clock and Unload all over my husband. (laughs) Or whatever. Maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's, I need a group of friends, or maybe it's not ready to be opened yet because it's just going to be a shitstorm. Like, I don't know what it is. That's definitely been really powerful for me on being confident and knowing, like, I'm actually stepping into a character and I, I practice that. I'm going to practice. What does my character of a leader look like? Like, who do I want her to be? What would that feel like? How would she show up? Where would she know that she has a safe space later that if she compartmentalizes it, she's going to go back. She's not going to sweep it under the rug. And notice I'm speaking in the third person as freaking weird as that might be. It's actually a really powerful thing to do so that you can look at it from not like being right in it all the time. It's like, okay, it's really powerful for me to almost. Almost like self-soothe and talk to myself and nurture myself and mother myself. I know that this is something that a lot of people do. Like a lot of times I'll talk to myself as if I were my own mother and I give myself what I need in that time. That really, really helps me be like, okay, Lori, I know that this is going on for you right now, but you can and that's okay. Like this is so normal. But right now you're gonna step into this and we're gonna go back to this and you're gonna have space to work this all out and you know feel better about yourself. Or what do you need right now to feel safe? Like It's the weirdest thing, but it works really, really well. And I know a lot of coaches use that. So it gives me confidence to move into each department without feeling really overly vulnerable because being yourself is really vulnerable in the first place. So how do you want to show up? Who do you want to show up as? And that really helps me be confident.
5: So I believe our alignment comes from harmonizing very consciously very consciously harmonizing our masculine and feminine energy and providing what we need in order to be aligned to set up our life, our business, our everything in that way, right? So when COVID happened and all three of my kids were home and I was running my business, I had a nanny come in. There's no way that I'm going to run my business with all of my kids there. So it was like, I need support. I need time to myself. I need this. I need that in order for my feminine flow to be supported, in order for my feminine energy to be supported. You know, I feel like people think that alignment is so all energy, right? And it is all energy from awareness and conscious decisions that we make and then trusting our authority. So to wrap that all up and summarize it, our alignment is a choice. We align in every single situation and circumstance that comes at us. And we have to be willing to renavigate and pivot and shift whatever's not working in that moment so that we can have it completely aligned for us.
0: Well, the thing that I hear here that I feel like is so important is that alignment is a choice, like moment to moment, decision by decision. It's not like, and we're in alignment and we just stay in alignment and it's this like thing that you achieve. No, because as your business grows, as your kids get older,
5: as your lifestyle changes, you're realigning. Always. You guys are going away. You're going to realign your lifestyle and your business to your new lifestyle, right? Like that's just what we need to do. But a lot of people forget that it's a conscious choice and an effort to do that.
1: Okay. So I have a question because in that beautiful explanation of alignment, you said alignment is a choice that we make, just like Jack said, moment to moment. And my question is, what would you describe the thing that we're aligning with? Like, what are we choosing to align to in that moment?
5: Oh, such a good question. And I think that, I mean, I know it's so individual. So for me, it's freedom, it's ease, it's success, it's happiness, it's integrity. So I think it it comes from these key words and feelings, right? And the moment that we start to feel those things, with whatever we create for the alignment to take place, we're going to feel those feelings and know we're aligned, right? And then maybe for someone else, the feeling of alignment is adventure and freedom and nature and romance, right? And maybe that's alignment for them. So they're going to consciously create those environments or those things in their world where they feel those feelings, right? And their internal dialogue and self. So really alignment is so personalized. And I think that's where a lot of people get stuck too, because they just think this word means something, but it means something different to every single person. And we also have to create that clarity within ourselves.
0: Yeah. Like what you said there, I think it's that idea that they don't even like, what is the context for your own alignment?
5: Exactly. There's no definition. And I believe each of our souls, like through our human design is always seeking to feel those feelings that we desire, like desire based inside. And I think that's what alignment really is. It's for me, effortless freedom, flow, success, beauty, like all of those pieces put together. And I'm like, even in, you know, a messy cry, it's like, that was so an integrity. That felt so beautiful, you know, that was so needed to move the energy. I, I feel free, right? So all of those words resonate no matter what the emotion is.
6: I have this thing that I say, I say, I have no boundaries. I just do nothing that's not in alignment in the moment. <laughs> so, Because I can't even do boundaries. I just don't do anything that's out of alignment. And that just helps me so much because I'll know. I'm like, "Mm, I'm getting this little niggle that I need to just be off social media right now in this moment. And then when I follow that, it's all good. So it comes down to two as as well. Like there's so many of us that are super duper scared of losing ourselves. And I one of the things that would really hold me back with success, so I always had this thing that success means lose yourself and so I would always hold myself back and holding back to me is the energy of lack for me is when I hold myself back is the energy of lack so when I hold myself back from cheerleading on somebody's post on social media when I hold myself back from being on social media on a Sunday it's the energy of lack for me and so when I reworked my belief around success equals losing myself because it was such a thing for me like I'm going to lose myself if I go full in, like you guys see me, like I fully go all in now. It's just like, I'm all about it. I go all in. It is just untethered the way that I take action now. And before I did that, before I let myself loose on this hyperaction kind of like phase and energy, I had to really rework myself around I'm going to lose myself and what I did success equals lose myself six and if I just let myself show up on social media when I feel like whenever I feel like all the time or none of the time I'm going to lose myself I'm going to lose myself in that success and then I said you know what I want to get lost in my craft I want to be lost in my craft and I think just that mindset of just like let me lose myself in my work let me lose myself in my craft Let me lose myself in my art. Let me lose myself and just get taken away into different worlds when I'm writing a blog post or doing a Facebook live. And I don't even know that it's two hours, three hours, four hours has gone by. just let myself lose myself in my work and be there. And it's helped me to just be so present with my work where nothing else exists in my world in that moment. And then when I'm with my family, it's like nothing else exists in my world. I'm losing myself in this moment. So that rework was
0: massive for me. I'm obsessed with that, the like permission again, like you are just like dealing out permission slips here, you know, like giving permission to lose yourself, to lose yourself in all of the things.
6: That was a big one for me, losing myself. And just I'm surprised myself of how much of the opposite has happened. I
1: found myself in letting myself lose myself in my work, and my craft, in my art. I was just gonna say, you know, like, what is the fear of losing yourself in your craft? Like, where are you gonna go? what's going to happen if you get more creative, if you get lost in writing and create, you know, an epic Amazon number one bestseller, like how can you get lost in your work? If your work is who you are, like you can only get more found. You can only arrive more in your truth. If you get lost in your work.
7: your emotions are kind of indicators with how far in dissonance or lack thereof you're in, right? So if you're focused on money and you're feeling good, you're not causing a dissonance of the truth, which is abundance, which is the light, which is the love, which is thriving, which is God, right? And if you feel bad, you're introducing a perspective, which you're allowed to because you're a human being here with free will. And in that disconnect or in that dissonance, you create preference, right? Because when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. So if you're like, I think about money and I feel like shit because I don't have enough. In that moment, you use the creational powers of God, essentially, in the universe to create money to be available for you, right? More money. When you don't have enough, you know you want enough. When you get by, you're like, this isn't cutting it anymore. Now you know you want overflow. When you've been in debt, you eventually reach a point where you're like, "Eh, I don't really want debt anymore. I want more than enough, right? It's like constantly forming these preferences and like how you feel is just like that indicator of like, are you... Being with God, being with abundance, being with what you want, or you'd be creating dissonance through your perspective and your thoughts and your beliefs?
1: Okay, so let's talk to the woman who's like, Okay, I do have debt, and I know that I like obviously by experiencing that I don't want to have debt and I don't want to feel this like negative energy towards money, I realize that I want more. I want to be in overflow. What's the shift that she has to? take right now in this moment so for me it's like this vibe of like fuck trying fuck
7: trying to get out of debt like how exhausting is that right and fuck trying to make more money because oh I should make more money I need to have more money I don't feel safe whatever trying 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 is just taking action from resistance essentially right and that's why you feel like this efforting is required ease is when you're pulled and when you're led Ease occurs when you connect to God and you connect to God through desire, right? So it's like when I've been in debt, you know, I've been like where I didn't have enough and then wanted enough. I've been where I was like, okay, now I want more than enough. Okay, now I want this. Now I want that. And just continually upgraded my my experience with money. It was like I every single time I had to be like, what do I fucking want? Do I actually want to pay off this debt right now? Or am I just like playing these stories and narratives in my mind? It's like, it's irresponsible to have debt. I shouldn't have debt. And if I have debt, I'm naughty little girl. I should go and time out. I'm grounded, ah, right? Like, what do I actually want when there are no rules, when I'm not doing anything wrong, when I can have whatever I want, what do I actually want? Not some ego desire that's like, oh, I want a, I want a private jet, even though I've just hit $100,000 a year and that's not practical, but I want one. Right. Like, you know, that can be a genuine desire, but it's like (sighs) ego desires in the mind, genuine desires in the body and the heart. Right. So when you're like, what do I actually want right now? And I would just close my eyes and put my hand over my heart. And I do this even still It's a daily practice where it's like staying the embodiment of the work I do to, you know, continually upgrade my abundance codes and to continually hold space for more people to continually go even deeper and deeper with my clients, I have to live in embodiment with what I teach. And that means I'm always ever expanding. It's a process I keep up with every Or continually like, what do I want today? <laughs> what do I want right now? Right. And like with the money, it's just like, what do I actually want? And like, for me, I didn't get out of debt ever when I tried to, when I felt like I should, or when I needed to, it was only when I wanted to, that was it. And, you know, there was a time when it was, like, paying taxes, right? (laughs) And it was, like, I don't want to do this. And it's, like, I really had to get to a place where it's, like, I had to pay off taxes or manifest the money for taxes the month of they were due or within a few months or whatever and paid off. And then I just did that enough times where I was, like, I don't actually want to do it like this anymore. I want to have it ahead of time. And then upgraded my experience because it was actually what I wanted, not what I felt like I should have or following some rules or following some standard from society or what Sally Smith has on Facebook, right? What do I want right now? What's in alignment for me? What do I truly, truly want? And when you get clear on that, there's something to get behind you connect to it. It's it's real. It's vivid. And like when it's what you actually want, your inner world becomes louder than your outer world and then you shift reality. Reality shifts to match your inner world instead of the outer world and creating the same thing on repeat.
1: Oh, totally. And I've yeah, and I've had that experience so many times where I've wanted to want something you know, I've wanted to care about my business looking a certain way, or I've wanted to care about paying my taxes on time or getting out of debt or whatever it is, you know, any of those examples can resonate with a past version of myself. And even talking about it, I can feel that energy in my body of feeling disconnected from the want and the actual desire. And the, Mm -hmm. like the need or that taking action from a place that's like, okay, this is what you should want, because this is what the rest of society wants. So just pretend, put the makeup on, get out there and like put on the show that this is what you want. And in so many ways, and so many aspects of my life, I did that for so long, you know, and shifting to that energy of like, what do I actually want? Like, what do I want this to look like? What do I want my bank account, my credit card statements, my tax bill, my any of it, right? Like, What do I actually desire my life to look like on all fronts? And this, I think, is really important for people to understand because it doesn't then mean that everything you do becomes fearless or super easy, like ease and easy aren't necessarily the same word, right? Like You still have to do the hard thing. You still have to lean in. You still have to take action. But all of a sudden, the world changes shape. It does become ease-filled because all of a sudden, you're doing it for you, right? You're not doing it because the textbook says it's that way or because your teachers or your parents or your ex-boyfriend told you that you're dumb if you don't do it this way, like all of a sudden it's from this place of desire. And then it does feel ease-filled because it's coming from you and you are God, right? If we're talking about energy and God in the universe, then that action comes from within us. And so of course it gets to feel easeful.
7: Totally agree. And there's something magical that happens when you just actually admit what you actually motherfucking want is like you just feel free because it's like it stops being about following the rules. It stops being about doing things the right or the wrong way, right? And it's just like, uh, it's kind of like the same feeling where it's like, I don't know, to think of an analogy. If I like worked a nine to five job, for example, and I was like, blah, 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 I'm in hustle mode and I'm so responsible. Look at me doing things right. And then I just got to a day where I was like, and I was like, okay, Genevieve, what the fuck do you want? like, I don't want to go to work anymore. I don't, just don't want to go today. And be like, cool, I'm calling in. And it's like that feeling of like, oh, really? I can do what I want. It's like, yeah, bitch, you're an adult, right? Like, get your mom's voice out of your head, right? And I feel like it's like the same thing with desire, where it's like, get your mom's voice out, your dad's voice out, Eddie, you know, Peer's voices out. You know, obviously, like, don't break the law within reason. it's <laughs> like, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like do what the fuck you want you're free you're free you're free you're free you're so fucking free you can choose bondage and abraham hicks says that and i love it it's like freedom is a feeling it's a feeling it's a feeling and when you experience freedom within your heart and your desires it's like there is nothing you can't do be or have and you'll fucking feel that and you'll know it, and you'll have it
0: You guys, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here with us over the past year and a half as Rob and I dove into the Spiritual Smackdown podcast. As we started, you know, walking around with mics in our hand and really began this podcasting journey, it is one of our favorite places to show up and serve our community. We know you guys, we get so many messages from you guys, we know it's one of your favorites. So, Thank you, thank you, thank you for being on this journey with us. And as we say goodbye to this chapter, we're so excited for what's next. We're so excited to lead you from the place. You know, spiritual smackdown was all about rising from the smackdowns. What's coming next is rising from greatness to greatness. So make sure you are tuned in. Make sure you're subscribed here so you get all the notifications when the new episodes coming out. It's gonna be in the next week or two. So you don't have long to wait. We love you. You're incredible. You are here to rise. And we're so happy to be part of this journey with you.
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. There really is nothing better than bringing a group of grown-ass women together. So go ahead and hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And come get real with us every week as we spit our truths and get ready to rise.
0: And if you know other women down to get real, please do us a favor and share this episode on the socials. Take a screenshot and tag us on Instagram at forthewildfem, so we can give you a shout out.
1: Instagram is definitely our favorite place to hang, so come join the combo there. And we'll see you back here each and every Thursday. Thank you so much for being here. Get ready to rise. love you ladies. If you resonated with the messages in this podcast, we would love if you left us a review on iTunes, or if you shared this with your community, you can tag the femme podcast on Instagram. If you're wanting to take this work just a little bit deeper, hop inside the weekly every week we meet, we've got guest coaches covering a wide array of topics on personal growth development to really help you sink into living your best life to curating the lifestyle that really sets your soul on fire and choose what you pay so you can pay whatever you like, $11, $33, or $77 for the entire month. You also get access to all of the recordings. Go take advantage. Every single month, we also donate part of the proceeds to a change-making organization. So while you are giving back to yourself and really connecting yourself with an incredible community, you're also giving back to the world. So we love you so much. We can't wait to see you inside that community to make change, to spark more collective love together. And as always, we're so appreciative for you and we love you so much. So thanks for listening and we'll see you right back in this same place next week.